I'm Jamie. And I'm Beck. Welcome to Thief Steals the Podcast. Where I steal the podcast. And I steal it back. Okay, this week's special little bonus episode. Woohoo! We're reflecting on the second season of Leverage <laughs> and looking forward to the third season. All right, lovely. So I think we need to start with like, what was your overview of the season? How do you rate it? What What are you feeling like about the season as a whole? So kind of in like direct contrast to the first season, actually, I enjoyed the season generally as a whole, but I didn't love the finale. The mm. The first season, I was kind of like, eh, whatever, about a lot of it. After the first few episodes, I did appreciate it more, but... This season, I felt like so many of the episodes were so strong, so good. I was really loving what they were doing. And then I feel like I was let down by the finale. And that might just be because we've literally just come from recording the finale. So it's like fresh on my brain. But overall, do you remember what I rated the first season? Because I actually don't. I have no idea. Sorry. Fuck. Because I want to give this a higher rating than I gave the first season. And I feel like I feel like I must have ended up rating the first season like a 3 or 3.5 or something. Mm. Because I liked it. Yeah. And I enjoyed the finale. So maybe I give, I'll give i give season two a 3.5. Yeah. Because I think that there were a lot of episodes that I really enjoyed. I really loved how they handled everything with Sophie right up until the last episode where I, you know, if you're listening here, you've probably just listened to me talk about how I didn't love how they handled her return. And yeah, I think we got a lot of really interesting stuff for all of the characters. I think the plots were really fun. I think that the just quality of the show improved with the second season. And I also think that Nate was so much less annoying, mm. which did help a lot. That's right. Well, that actually segues nicely into the next thing that we normally talk about, which is how you're feeling about the characters, mm-hmm. what sort of opinions you have. Maybe start off with Nate. How are you feeling about Nate after season two? Okay, so Nate in the beginning of season two was immediately a million times less annoying than he was for the entirety of season one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I have had a big shift in my thoughts on Nate. Obviously, he starts drinking again towards the end of this season, mm-hmm. and then he sort of tilts back into more like season one version. Mm-hmm. But having had the version of Nate where he doesn't drive me a bananas insane does make me feel more kindly towards Nate who's drinking in season two. Because I'm like, oh, this is not just who you are. Because when we're in season one, we're introduced to him like that. And so it's like you just – that's all you know of the character. So once you get to the middle of season two and you kind of have known him as who he is without abusing a substance, it changes your view of him when you see him and see how different he is when he is abusing the substance. So I – one thing I was surprised about this season is I didn't expect Nate's relapse to last. I thought it would be like a couple of episodes kind of thing. But they really pushed it out, which – I'm hoping that they address again next season. I'm assuming they will. They've been pretty consistent about being quite open and apparent, I suppose. I don't know. The In the first season, I basically said to you, like, when Nate is drinking, you know that he is drinking. Yeah. And when he is sober, you know that he is sober. They exactly. make a point of, like, make a point. Yeah. his sobriety status. Exactly. So I don't expect that to go any away anytime soon. I do hope that we, at some point, get a whole season where he is not drinking purely because I just like him. I think he's a lot more enjoyable as a character when he's not drinking. And nine times out of 10, if I don't love an episode, it's usually because Nate is annoying me. So if Nate isn't drinking, I'm way more likely to like the episode. And that's just a more fun experience for me. So I'm just, I'm hoping that they clear up the drinking and I'm hoping that maybe it's a bit more permanent. 
I'm really hoping that they don't hinge it on Sophie mm-hmm. because I think that that's a bad idea just generally to hinge your recovery on a single thing or person because if that thing or person disappears like in this season all of a sudden you don't have that crutch and also Sophie did not just come back from personal leave to immediately be Nate's emotional babysitter again I will not have that um I mean I don't get a choice I suppose but it'll piss me off so yeah basically I hope Nate gets clean again and I appreciate that he's finally, like, ID'd himself as a thief. I think that will actually probably help in terms of the drinking because I think part of it comes from this cognitive dissonance and this, like, disrupture he has within himself about his own identity. I think now that he has sort of solidified that a little bit more, hopefully he will have that confidence of self and whatnot that he won't feel like he needs to use substances to escape Fair enough. Lovely. Mm. I think that leads really nicely into some opinions about Sophie. How do you feel about Sophie at the end of the season? Well, they haven't really told me anything. I mean, we get her back, which is great. But like I was saying in the finale, like, it's kind of very lackluster. And I think that might, I think honestly, actually thinking about it, it might honestly just be Sophie was on maternity, like Gina Bellman, who plays Sophie, was on maternity leave. Yeah. And I think the reason why we might not have gotten more Sophie in the finale is because they can only shoot her from waist up. Because I have a feeling she's pretty heavily pregnant at this point. So I think they just, in terms of being able to actually like film with Gina Bellman and actually being able to shoot the episode, I think they were very limited in how much they could actually use Sophie. It's funny that you say that because for some reason I assumed that she came back, like, because she was back, like, that she had had the baby. Like, I assumed that she was, like, still on maternity leave, but that she had had the baby. No, as far as I know, she... Not that she, you know, wouldn't still be carrying extra weight and stuff, even if that was the case, but... It's not, like, so much extra weight that you can't film her from the waist down. Yeah. Uh, Well, not... But, like... Yeah. You know? So, no. So, as far as I know, Gina Bellman found out that she was pregnant while shooting the season Mm. and if you do the standard like shoot schedule of like an episode a week I think she found out in like near the start like episode two or three she found out that she was pregnant and no so she would have still been pregnant as they were filming the finale Mm. so personally like I don't know if that makes it any better or any worse or anything like that but like a thought just occurred to me that maybe one of the reasons why we didn't get a lot more Sophie in the finale was just like the timing. The timing and the sort of restrictions around being able to shoot with Gina Bellman. Yeah. Who was either still pregnant or... Just had a baby. Just had a newborn. So, like, either way, it's a bit... Yeah. Which is why, if you notice, all of the cameos and stuff we get throughout the season in the second half, when Sophie's away for her, like, journey of self-discovery, mm-hmm. you only see her from, like, you know, the Bust neck up. up. Yeah. Like, she's... You're not getting any full body shots it's all like webcam and that which makes sense because you'd only ever see yeah she's like facetiming them basically yeah head and shoulders like yeah knees and toes um (laughs) but you know so that's sort of i think i think that might have been one of the contributing factors for why we didn't see actually too much sophie and like you're right it does make the episode inherently worse Mm -hmm. whether it was that or whether the writers just didn't feel like they needed to put more sophie in the episode which i'd kind of hope not but yeah i look Compounding factors and like external factors are always going to be something that come into how an episode ends up being. With this particular instance, like, yes, if that was the case, like, cut them some slack. That's just Unfortunately, the it's the kind of thing where it's like, unless you know that. It's still, yeah. Like, the only reason that I knew she was on maternity leave was because you told me. Mm. Like, 
you know. So, because originally I thought she was only going to be gone for one or two episodes because I thought it was just an arc they were doing. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was like to combat the fact that, you know, she was pregnant. So, yeah, unfortunately, like, obviously they have limitations and that's going to make it difficult. But, um, yeah, it just, like, however, whatever way you look at it, unfortunately, the episode did suffer for it. Yeah. Like, even if it was, even if that was that they were trying to work around these circumstances, unfortunately, like, the episode still suffered for it. So, like, cut them some slack, but also... It it is still what it, it is. It is what it is, yeah. The TV show remains the same regardless of the external factors. Yeah. All right, lovely. Uh, I think we'll move on to maybe Elliot next. How do you, how do you feel about Elliot at the end of the season? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really not feeling any different about these characters now than I was at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, we've gotten, like, little bits of development of them through the season. Like, I'm not going to say that, like, they are exactly the same. But I would argue that the two who have grown or changed the most are Nate and Sophie. But I also, like, we we actually don't know yet the outcome of Sophie's, like, mm. experiences. I assume we'll find that out next season. And the extent of Nate's is sort of, like, we have kind of wrapped up already in our finale episode, which is that, like, he is identified that he is, in fact, actually a thief and not yeah. just, like, a citizen anymore. Yeah. And so that, I think, is sort of, like, the main point there. And for Elliot and Parker and Hardison, like, they've been through stuff. But, or even Tara, like, I don't actually feel different about them as characters. Like, I I don't know how to elaborate on them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel the same about Elliot as I have all season. Like, I think he's great. I love him. And I think he's an interesting character. I think he's well portrayed. Same goes for Parker. Same goes for Hardison. I don't actually have any particular, like, I don't have more complex thoughts about them. No, that's okay. I just, because, I don't know, personally, I feel like we get quite a bit of character development this season. And I don't know if it's just, it's quite subtle. Obviously, while we're still vaguely talking about Elliot, we should maybe at least have a look at how they've portrayed Elliot and control this season and specifically control over himself this mm. season. I think that's a really interesting point to at least touch on um, just because, like, yeah, they're, they're the same characters. They don't – I would have a problem if they weren't the same characters. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and that's true. I, to a certain extent, it's good that they're still the same recognisable characters because it means they haven't done anything wildly out of character. Yeah. I guess what I mean is I think that – we have had individual episodes that have, like, mm. focused on characters and stuff, but Nate and Sophie are the ones who overarching plots have yeah. been relevant to their character development specifically. Yeah. So maybe, first of all, like, just lifting the podcast curtain a little bit, just because of external stuff, Jamie and I have missed a bunch of weeks of recording, and, like, normally we do this weekly, and just because we've had stuff come up, we've missed about, like, a month's worth of recordings in probably the last six weeks, and... So it's been a while since I've watched the first couple of episodes and it's been a long time since I've actually talked extensively about Leverage. So it quite genuinely, I might go back and listen to this and be like, Bethany, you sound like a fucking moron. There is so much character development. Like, how could you forget about that? Right now, I don't remember. (laughs) Unfortunately, like, it's the first time I've seen it. I've had a massive break. I've had so much going on. I just don't remember. But I will still stand by the fact that I think, yes, like, obviously we've had episodes like the, the tap out job. Or, oh, God, what's the one with the science-ical? Oh, the Fairy Godparents. The Fairy Godparents shop. Like, those were, like, massive Elliot, like, development, you know. And we had Parker stuff in there. We had Sophie stuff in there. You know, we've had stuff for Hardison. We've had – but for specific episodes. 
And also a lot of that is like it feels like it's adding more nuance and layers without really giving a clear character development. Yeah, like they're like not, it's not changing the trajectory of the character. Sophie's trajectory yes. has changed. Nate's trajectory has changed. The others, it's like we're getting nuance. Yeah. We're getting an extra little bit. Like It's like you've seasoned it. You know, you've yeah. added a bit of salt, but you've not actually changed fundamentally a facet of the character. I think... Which makes it harder to stand out for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other thing, the other... I would argue, though, that Parker does have character development season. Oh, I'm not saying she doesn't. I, I'm saying I can either see, I don't remember it I can, <laughs> specifically or it's just not as I can see how you can be like, well, yeah, like it's just layers for Elliot and Hardison because it is just layers. They haven't gone through anything trajectory altering. I would argue that Parker has, but I do think it is a million times more subtle than whatever the fuck they were doing with Sophie and I. Yeah. Because... We do see, and like just by virtue of introducing Tara, Parker has been forced to reevaluate, to yeah. open her eyes. And like she hugs Sophie at the end of the finale, and Sophie is genuinely surprised. Like, this is the most subtle character development I think you could possibly do mm. because it's nothing that's stated, it's nothing that's obvious. It's literally just like Parker's bonds with the other characters have changed significantly. Yeah. And there is not really a line that you can give. There's not really words that you can say. You see it. Yeah. It's all to do with body language and Mm. staging more so than anything else. You see it in how she's more in sync with the rest of the team than she's ever been. You see it in how she trusts them. You see it how she, like, pokes Elliot's wounds when he's hurt. Like, it's... And sits and eats cereal in Nate's kitchen. and Yeah. So it's like... It's the sort of more subtle background sort of character development that can go really unnoticed, especially, like, in your case, you took several weeks off from watching this and it's... Watching a show that I've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we're not taking off weeks for funsies. Like, we have... Exams stuff. and shit. Exams, yeah. So, you know, I my brain has been full of HACCP okay. plans. <laughs> my brain's been full of... of other things that I unfortunately have to focus on, which does, yeah, make it difficult. Not that it's... And this is the thing. This is the thing. It is not that it didn't happen. It's just that I, right now in this moment, don't Mm. remember enough specific instances where I feel like I can eloquently actually explain how I feel the characters have developed individually. I feel like it would be easier to explain how the team as a cohort has developed. I think that that is a really clear and trackable change in them as a unit. And And individual character development is part of that. But it's like that is – I you can't see the character development. You see the team development. Yeah, and the problem is I cannot remember clearly enough each individual episode to be able to pinpoint it Mm. and say in this episode XYZ happens for Parker. Yeah. I just – I would have to go through all of my notes (laughs) – I feel like season two is one of those ones where you only see the Sophie and Nate development the first time you watch it. And then if you go back and rewatch it, that's when you start noticing like the subtle character stuff happening sort of behind. Well, the Sophie and Nate stuff is in your face. That's the thing that they're pushing and everything else is happening around it. Like we get a bunch of stuff for um, Elliot. We get a lot for Elliot actually in like the first half of the season and Mm -hmm. then it kind of tapers off. And, you know, Hardison and Parker, we get a little bit of, like, romancy stuff for them and then we don't for a while and then we do maybe again. And, you know, there's there's all kinds of things happening in the background and all of it combines into becoming one big mm. plot. It's just I 
everything is one big blur for me right now and I don't remember isolated instances enough to actually comment on them. Okay, lovely. So I think that covers Elliot Hardison Parker all in one big – no, that's absolutely fine. I feel like there are two more characters that we should at least reflect on a little bit for this season. Sterling. Sterling and Tara. Yeah. We get Tara this season. We've only just met her. How do you feel about Tara at the end of the season? Because I remember how you felt about her at the start. Yeah. You were terrified she was going to tear the team apart. I was. And I think that I was right to. I think that she absolutely could have done that. Oh, yeah. Easily. She wouldn't have even had to break a sweat. Like Yeah. And I do... Here's the thing about Tara. I'm I'm really glad that they didn't go down that angle mm-hmm. because it would have upset me. <laughs> and I like, like, you know, I think I said in one of our yeah. episodes, like, this is my, the happy, fluffy show. I don't want to come yeah. here to watch my Blorbos be sad. I want to come here and just watch them, you know, commit crimes, but for good reason. And I didn't want Tara to threaten that. However, I am now a little bit, like, just they, they put in a couple of things that I was really suspicious about and then they didn't pay it off. And I'm kind of like, oh, like, I'm surprised that they never did anything with that. Like, even in the finale that we've just watched, they have, like, a line between her and Hardison where, like, he's, like, kind of flirting and, like, whatever. And I'm like, they did this right when she was first introduced and then they just dropped it the entire season and then brought it back up for the finale. I'm like, I don't know why they're bothering. Like, it just seems silly. But for the most part, for Tara, I really enjoy her character. I think she's very fun. She's clearly very good at what she does. I'm glad that she is going to be the kind of character that we can have come back because I am excited to see her again down the track I think it would be really fun to see her and Sophie work together because we've never seen them work cohesively like obviously they've been in contact with each other obviously we find out that but they're sort of like tagging in and out like they're yeah like but I would love to see them run a con Mm -hmm. cooperatively I think that would be so fun even if it's like a thing where we don't realize they're working cooperatively like even if it's like through the episode like we think that they're running opposing cons or something but actually they're working collaboratively towards like a bigger end goal or something i don't know i just think it would be cool i would love to see maggie tara and sophie all Mm -hmm. converge in one place and just have like a wine and cheese night because that is nate's worst nightmare yeah and i would just love it so much anyway yeah, no, I, I really love Tara. I think she's a lot of fun. I think she's incredible at what she does, and I'm really glad that we have the opportunity for her to come back. And then we've got Sterling. I, look, I have never been shy about how much I love Sterling. I love him. I love Mark Shepard. I, every time he comes on screen, it's just an absolute delight. I just realised in the finale episode, we didn't even appreciate the way he, he says, then would you mind telling me where the mayor is? Yeah. Iconic behaviour, honestly. Sterling is, yeah, he's a trash man, but he's, like, my trash man, you know? Yeah, yeah. I Look, I, I've said it a million times and I'll say it again. He and he plays Sterling in such a similar way to how he plays Crowley. Like, Sterling feels like a Crowley warm-up to me, mm-hmm. and that is so enjoyable. And imagine if one of the reasons they cast him as Crowley is because they saw him as Sterling. Bro, I would be- not be shocked. Because this is all... Like they, this was filming. So season two was filming just after the writer strike. So this was filming during season four of Supernatural, mm. roughly timeline wise. Yeah, I would and they not be haven't shocked. introduced Crowley Supernatural yet. So up to this point, had already been done of leverage. Considering the way that Crowley starts off as basically like a supernatural debt collector, yeah, I I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> but yes, no, I. 
it's just very enjoyable for me. It feels like I'm getting new Crowley content. I'm glad. I cannot wait for you to see specific episodes. I cannot wait for you to meet Crowley because you will know exactly what I'm talking about. But basically, I yeah, I love I love Sterling. I don't think I will ever not love Sterling. I particularly love the dynamic that they've created between Sterling and Nate. I'm really interested to see if they further develop the um, relationship between Sterling and Sophie because I feel like they have a history that we have yet to uncover really and so I would I would very much like to understand that and I'm fascinated to see how they continue to work with Sterling as he stays with Interpol I'm like I'm very interested to see how he remains relevant yeah because I just think that that is such a position of authority for him to have like it's very it's very fun I would really like to see maybe the team trying to maybe do something internationally rather than just like worrying about stuff coming yeah. into the border. I think it would be very fun for him to be like at the airport and like be like, mm, no, no, turn around. Like, you know, that kind of thing. I think it would just be very fun. And I like that. I like that they've built him and Nate to be like basically friendly rivals. And also equal but opposite. Yeah, exactly. Like- and I like that neither of them are true. Like I like that Sterling is not evil. Like, I like yeah. that he is not actually bad. He is just trying to do his job. And he's also just very self-serving. Yeah, yeah. Like, I appreciate that they have given his character complexity. He doesn't feel like... You know in, like, the BBC Sherlock, you have, like, Sherlock and Moriarty, right? Yeah, and Moriarty's Mor- just evil for the fun of it. Yeah, like- he just... He, like, he's just doing shitty stuff because it's kind of fun. And, like, as much as, like, sometimes villains are just like that and it's just... You know, sometimes, like, I'm not saying a villain can be like that and be bad, but I kind of like that they've taken that concept of, like, we are the only two who are as good as we are. Yeah. And they're more like, like, you can argue Sherlock and Moriarty are playing a game, but they're playing a game where, like, Moriarty will kill people. Yeah. Like, I like that this is, like, they're playing a game, but it's... Like, it's less inherently evil, you know? Nate's like, I want to ruin some billionaires, and and Sterling's like, but I could get a lot of money, paid a lot of money, if you don't ruin some billionaires. Yeah, exactly. It's like, but the billionaires pay me to stop you from doing that, you know? Like, like it's not it's not like... It's not like, oh, I'm going to... I'm going to murder some murder children, so you better stop me, or I'm going to murder children. It's yeah, like, it's, yeah, exactly. It's not like evil for the sake of evil. It's like a very... I'm getting paid to do a job... Bella Supernatural, yeah. yeah, versus, yeah, exactly. Like, let's be clear, like, Sterling's still not good. No. He still does some dodgy things to benefit himself. The difference is Sterling operates within the law, and yeah. even if he exploits the, like, loopholes yeah. that are in the law, he is still operating within the law. Yeah. Nate is like, fuck the law. I am the law. What are you talking about? Look at me and he my dumb He picks up where the law leaves off. Yeah, exactly. He's Which like, I'm is- going to put on a silly hat. Which is hilarious because you get the exact line from the villain in the bottle job of, I like to think of it as I pick up where the law leaves off. Yeah. Which is hilarious because um, I also think, we'll talk about this when we get some more context, but I also think that that is probably a line that Nate heard growing up. Mm. So I think that might be why it's repeated in the bottle job by the villain. That is fun. I like that as a thought. People at home listening will know exactly what episode I am thinking of when I say that and also what episode we will discuss that in. Um, (laughs) And I will find out. And you will find out. It's actually not too far away. Um, But, yes, so I that is – 
On the brain. On the brain. And it is especially relevant to, like, Sterling and that, who very much, like, what he's doing is dodgy as hell and not really all that ethical, but it's technically legal. Yeah, and that's the key difference. Whereas what Nate's doing is ethical, but not legal. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, lovely. Well, I think that pretty well wraps up. So any other characters you wanted to mention and talk about in this season? I want to do a special shout-out to... What's the kid's name in the science school? Oh, uh, um... It's a really bad name. Oh, uh... Widmark. Widmark. Yes, I want to do a shout-out to Widmark. True blessing. I hope he does well. He's He was such hope a sweetie. science kill about mold on Brad Getz and Tony. Yeah, exactly. And also the kid from the episode in the hospital, which I also don't remember the mm-hmm. name of. What is it? That Elliot looks after? Oh, Randy. Rand... Is it Randy? Yeah, because we remember we remarked oh, that it was the second so fucking was, Randy yes. of the show. Yes, I also Randy. So basically the kids of this season, I want to give them a shout out. Really I think, Yeah, they were so good and they were like so wholesome and I hope that the rest of their fictitious lives were better than the point that we saw them in. Okay, lovely. So what do you think is going to happen next season? Like from an overall perspective? <sighs> I, I genuinely don't know. It's quite hard. So, like, last season I was like, well, it was about Nate in the season one. I think it's going to be about another character in season two. And I feel like that actually stood up pretty yeah. well. I'm surprised how well like that it was. Stood it was up. as much as the finale was about Nate. Yeah. It was also about Sophie. Like, the rest of the season was about Sophie. Mm-hmm. Like, Nate just happened to get the final episode. Yeah. Which so is shitty from a, like... It's just frustrating. But, like, again, you said earlier, like, it may have just been a production issue thing, like, just in terms of timing or whatever. And I'm like, okay... Cut him some slack. If I can cut Supernatural slack for the fucking writer's strike that caused season three, then I can cut And them. I would argue the entirety of season three is worse than what was happening in the season two finale. Sure. I don't agree, but you can argue it. So, so I mean, I feel like I could keep going with the same concept of, like, maybe season three and four and five are going to follow different characters. Like, I, it would still work. It would still work. And I wouldn't be shocked about it, but I'm also, like, I don't know, it, this season doesn't seem to have like a concrete place that it would lead into because I would say, well, it should be about Nate learning that he has to like, you know, trust his team and take their thoughts into account and not be drunk all the time. But like, we've already done that. So that seems silly. I would say that we still have to explore Sophie, but theoretically we've already done that. Tara's gone. And I don't think like, I, I don't feel like we have anything that particularly leads credibility to the next season being particularly about Elliot Parker or Hardison. Although maybe Hardison because he was so angry in the last two episodes, but then again, we've had episodes before where like they're pissy at each other and they just never fucking talk about it. So I don't know if that's a possibility either. Like here's the problem. The thing about leverage is it is so like the overarching stuff is so character driven, which I love, but I also feel like, the characters' possibilities that could drive into season three are very much the same characters that we've already focused on for season one and two. Yeah. And the the issue is they could almost do anything. Yeah. There is no, like, oh, well, logically, now we have to deal with this. There's no continuation of actual plot. No. Which makes – I mean, obviously, they're yeah. going to have to get Nate out of prison, but I assume they'll do that within the first episode. Mm. Like, I would be surprised if they had Nate within the, like, criminal – I would be surprised if they had Nate within the criminal justice system for more than, honestly, more than one episode, but I would give them an arc up to three. Yeah. 
And then anything beyond that, I would be very surprised if they continued to keep him Just somehow. from, like, a filming and production standpoint. Like, it doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. I just like the limitations yeah. of how much he would be able to do from that position, considering, like, like he could have comms in, you know. So yeah. I would be shocked if they kept him there for a prolonged period of time. But then from that point... I mean, they could introduce anything at any point. Like, there is no overarching big bad that carries yeah. over. It's mm-hmm. not like they introduced a new big bad in this episode that is obviously no. going to become yeah. the next season's, you know. Unless there's a helicopter crash and everyone, you know, is is yeah. hor- horrifically injured. Unless the big bad is the helicopter driver from the end of the season. Yeah, finale, maybe, but- maybe the helicopter pilot um, actually, you know, takes them somewhere they're not supposed to or crashes into a mountain or something and then everyone is, like, critically injured and the third season is, like... Nate busts out of prison and then he can't find anyone. And the reason he can't find anyone is because they're all trapped in a jungle in some remote island. Like, so it's lost. <laughs> fighting for survival. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Basically, well, my season three prediction is they're all stuck on, I'm a thief, get me out of here. Uh, <laughs> and Nate is like desperately watching each episode on TV, trying to like figure out how he's going to bust him out. He's like, let's do a TV show, but it's just him. All right. Lovely. So... Leads us into my next question. What are your favourite episodes of season two? Oh, that's hard because I don't remember much. Okay. Actually, that's a lie. So a couple jump out immediately. They are from the first half of the season. It is what I remember more clearly. The fairy godparent job. Yeah. I love it. I love the science call. I love mm-hmm. Widmark. I love the whole thing about Sophie and, like, her conversation with Widmark. I, yeah. I, I loved that episode. It was very fun. And it was very heartfelt as well, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. I also loved the episode, I'm so sorry, you told me the name of it before, with Elliot in the hospital. Order 23 job. The Order 23 job. Also loved the Order 23 job with Elliot and um, that little kid who was being abused by his parent. Specifically, like, that plotline really sold that one for me. I feel like not the last two episodes, but, like, the two or three or four before that. The future job is the one immediately before the – with the psychics. Okay. I really liked the three days of the hunter job. That one was really fun. I really liked that one just felt a little bit more unique. Um, So I thought that was uh, a really fun take because they had to switch up the team dynamics because Sophie wanted to be mastermind on that one. Yeah. And I also, I liked the two love crew job. Obviously Mm -hmm. we get to see a whole bunch of like the character counterparts. So Mm -hmm. that was really fun and interesting. And I do hope that we get to see a lot of those characters again, maybe not necessarily next season, but like in the future would be fun. I did like the three strikes job and the future job. I think that both of those were quite good. The bottle job was a bit special because of the, like, uniqueness of the episode. Like, there's lots of good things about a lot of the episodes that we've had this season. I do think that it was a significant step up from last season. But I also don't think it really helped me at all in predicting anything for season three. That's right. The one that I'm surprised that you didn't list there, though, was um, the Iceman job. Oh, I did love the Iceman job. Where Hardison gets kidnapped by Russians. I do love Hardison being kidnapped by Russian. That's pretty well most of the episodes in the season, so that's a good sign. Well, to be fair, there are only 15 in a season, yeah. and there were only a couple that I didn't really... Okay, so while enjoy. we're talking about that, and which ones were your least favourite? So I obviously didn't like the finale that much. Like, it was fine, but it probably was my least favourite episode of the season. I think probably the runway job was it the runway yep. job was not it's a fun episode but it's it nothing special fine i elliot was kind of gross in it yeah. and it just wasn't as and i was worried about tara yeah 
So that one just wasn't as fun as it could have been. What was the one that has Jimmy Papadopoulos in it? The Lost Air Job. The Lost Air Job. I just realised I should have had that one on my, like, preferred. I really liked that one. Yeah. That was really good. That probably actually, that probably is quite close to being my favourite. That's got to be top three. Yeah. The Top Hat Job I thought was, like, Oh, do you know what? Fuck it. Just tell me. Just say that the finale was my least favorite. I honestly, I and I didn't love the runway, the runway job. I think just leave it at that because I don't remember enough about each episode. Okay, lovely. So, um, moving into our next section, which is like dream scenario, gold standard. What do you want in the third season? Like, if you were the writer on this one and you were just doing whatever the fuck you wanted to see on screen, what would the third season be? Okay, number one. I would like them to properly address Sophie mm-hmm. and what she has gone through over this season because I would have thought that that would be wrapped up in the finale but wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I want them to absolutely address where she is at personally um, after her time away. Number two, I would like them to address Hardison's anger mm-hmm. because he is fucked off and he has not yet had an, an ability to express that in any way that actually leads to a resolution. Number three... I would like Nate to please be sober. Mm-hmm. Regardless of if they show us him becoming sober or not, I would like him to please be sober because he is so much less enjoyable to perceive when he's been drinking. Number four, I would just like there to be a cohesive overarching plot. Mm-hmm. Please. <laughs> because right now... and. Part of why I'm struggling to remember what happens in this season is because nothing ties it together. Like, I, it is difficult for me to separate season one from season two and also keep in mind what order things happened in because there is nothing to cohesively tie them together in a sense. Like, it's not like, oh, this episode must have happened before this one because otherwise that couldn't have... Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's a little bit of that, but literally only in regards to... Is Tara in the episode? Or is Sophie? Or is Sophie in the episode? And, like, yeah, that sort of plot line you can follow pretty well through the season. And, it, like, certain episodes have to happen in certain orders. But even within them, there's, like, certain episodes that you could switch and it wouldn't really make too much of a difference. Yeah. And so I just – I would like just personally for me to be able to follow the structure of it easier and, like, get to the end of season three and remember what the fuck happened – I would like there to be an actual plot line that follows the series or follows through the season rather than just character stuff, especially if the character stuff is not actually going to be properly completed. Because I feel like Nate has regressed, like, in a lot of areas. Like, yes, he acknowledged that he is a thief or whatever, but, like, I feel like he has regressed in a lot of ways. It's like he's grown in one aspect, but he's also reverted to season one Nate in other ways. Yeah, and it's like they did this whole thing with Sophie, but we get nothing like they made a whole point of her taking all this time off and then it's just like for what apparently no reason like I, yeah. I get that she was only in like 10 minutes of the finale episode but like you know and like they made a point of Hardison being angry but to no fruition like I just I would like either for them to actually complete a character arc properly and or for there to be an actual plot that you can follow because like I understand what you're saying like you know there is foreshadowing about the final plot and, you know, we hear about Interpol and, like, bits and pieces. Like, I get it. I do. But that's not a plot. No, it's that's tangential just, foreshadowing. Like, yeah. It's like it's, biscuit crumbs, but it's not yeah. actually a plot. I no. want a plot yeah. because so far I've watched two seasons of this show and stuff has happened, but also nothing has happened. And I'm, like, like literally at all. And 
I enjoy watching the episodes. I do. I am really enjoying them. But also, like, if you're going to ask me, like, what I could, like, dream scenario, I would give it a fucking plot. I would make something happen that is not just character development. As much as I love character development, I also feel like the character development is not satisfying on its own. Yeah. So I would like... They're not giving enough us enough of either. It's like you have to have a certain amount of stuff. It yeah. either has to be character development or plot or a mix of both. Mm-hmm. But they're not giving us enough of they're either to actually me, meet the requirements of what you want. They're giving me exactly zero plot and they're giving me 75% character. Yeah. Because they're not actually going through properly with any character stuff. Um, like there's no there's no character arc that I can think of personally that that expands more than a single episode that has been completed. Like because I would have thought that yeah even at least Sophie's would have been completed this season, but no. So yeah, I would just I would just like there to be a bit more cohesion between each episode. I think like I want things to span more than one episode in a way that is actually meaningful outside of just character stuff and outside of foreshadowing. No, that's okay. I'm not allowed to say anything. Um, it's kind of the whole point I'm banned from saying anything. So, yes, I know it feels like you're ranting and, like, I'm not, but I can't. Personally, I disagree because that's the nature of the podcast. But I know why I disagree, but I can't really say it without, like, dumping a whole bunch of extra shit on you that you don't. No. Like, stuff is changing, but it's changing so minutely that it's really difficult to actually pinpoint what is changing. I thought you liked the slow burn bath. I do, but I'm exhausted and we've taken four weeks off and I don't remember what's happened. Okay, well, pivoting away from that because you seem to be just rambling at this point. Mm. What's your worst case scenario for season three? Worst case scenario is that Nate is still fucking drunk. They don't address anything with Sophie. Hardison gets no validation for his pissed offness. And there's still no plot. Okay. <laughs> I think basically the stuff that I want them to do, if they don't do it, that's my worst case scenario. Because the stuff that I want them to do, I feel like is not asking that much. Like, I don't think it is that much to ask that they finish Sophie's arc that they set up for this entire season. I don't think it is asking a lot that they unregress Nate. <laughs> and I don't think it's asking a lot that they give Hardison the opportunity to voice his very valid anger. And also, for that matter, Parker and Elliot, who are also putting up with Nate's shit, but have just not been as visibly angry about it. And I also don't think it's that much to ask a television show to have a plot. (laughs) So, like, you know, I don't think I'm asking for a huge amount. Even if they just did one of those things, I'd be like, okay, you know. But I think for them to not do any of it, that's my worst case. That's my worst case scenario. I just want one of those things. Minimum. Okay, well, they were all the questions that I had. Any other, like... Thoughts, feelings, emotions about either season two or going into season three? Not really. I I just don't I, I just don't know how to predict anything. Oh I will be that you you can't predict Yeah. I'm I'm go I'm going to tell you now point blank, do not feel bad. There is no fucking way that you're going to predict what they're gonna do with season three. Okay, because this is It is I think part of why I'm struggling here is I'm trying to think of stuff in season two in the context of trying to think about season three. And I'm just like I'm drawing a blank. Like the only thing that you can predict is character development and you've already made all your predictions about that. Yeah. Like you you've made the predictions of like, I think, you know, Hardison will get a resolution for having to continuously sacrifice his shit 
to try and compensate for Nate's drunk ass. Yeah, well, and not just Nate, but, like, we've had so much with Hardison, especially this season, where, like, we've had things where, like, with Elliot saying, like, oh, I bet you do this on your on the weekends in your spare time. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I do. And it's like, if he didn't do that, they would be screwed. Or, like, episodes where um, he was out in the field for whatever reason, I can't remember, but, you know, Parker and Elliot and Nate were trying to work out his stuff on the computer and he's like oh yeah not so fun when you know someone else is out in the field making snarky remarks at you telling you to hurry up like and it's i just i just want him to get some fucking a moment where he gets to say his piece and he's actually taken seriously and actually gets some kind of either apology or like some kind of acknowledgement for how much he is doing rather than people just taking it for granted and expecting him to just go along with it and be fine all right lovely well that brings us to the end of this tiny bonus episode about season two and going into season three thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your day evening afternoon night as always if you want to find us anywhere you can always find us on various social media platforms all of the links are in the link trees below you can also check out our sister pod Driver Picks the Podcast or the Sister Pod to the Sister Pod, which is made with parents. Um, we'd be happy to talk to you there. If you want to scream at me about some of the stuff that Bethany has just said, whether you agree or you disagree or just... I was going to say, what could I... I have just rambled incoherently for however... How long has this been? About an hour. I have rambled incoherently for an hour. If there is anything in this that is worth screaming at you, Oh, you don't even know. You've said about maybe half a dozen things in here. Oh, I feel like I've said nothing. I feel like I've just said I'm tired and I don't remember in about 12 different ways. I mean, some some of it is just like, tell me how wrong Beth is. Because I agree. Um, But there's also, there is other things that you're currently sitting there like talking about. Like, Okay. Well, I'm glad I've said something of note, even if it is just really wrong, because I genuinely feel like I've sat here for an hour saying I'm tired and I don't remember, (laughs) and I'm sorry. Well, have a lovely rest of your day, I guess, or lack of rest of your day. I don't know. Why did we not think of an outro? Because we're stupid. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) The long-suffering sigh. (laughs)